Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Hey, everybody, you listen to the Work For It podcast. I'm Brian House. I am back in the studio with my main man, Mr. Benjamin Butler and Brian Cohn of B Cone Knives. And I've been out for a couple of weeks. I truly appreciate all the messages and well wishes. I am uh, back to about 85% now, so I'm, I'm feeling okay. And I want to just, at the top of the show, talk about both of our sponsors, BakerForge.com. If you're looking for that next level piece of steel for that knife project, that special knife project, and I'm going to just say this right now. You should be making projects now for your Christmas run. I know it's you're like, Brian, it's March. What the hell? I'm telling you right now, you get in on this now, you're going to be the king of Christmas. Yes, sir. Just ask Brian Cohn. He knows. You will be he's the built, new he's Sharp already, Santa. <laughs> you'll be the new Sharp Santa if you get your piece of Damascus. Let's just, let's just read some of these crazy names they got over there. Ice Storm Raindrop. Ice Storm Wavy. Chevron, go my raindrop Q shim. And and just do yourself a little bit of a favor and go to their website, bakerforge.com, and just look at these images of the of the steels these guys are producing. You'll figure it out real quick that you won't have the tooling or the know-how to make this happen, but they do. And their prices are super freaking reasonable. We're talking from a hundred dollars. You can have this amazing piece of steel in your workshop and make your knife. You could just, I don't even know what to say about it anymore, other than it's just a beautiful freaking thing that they do over there. Koi and the boys are making awesome uh, steals for you. And get this Did you know, Brian, that MaritimeKnifeSupply.com sells anvils now? I, whoa, anvils? Yeah, they got these ten little 10-pounders for your, your bench top. I don't know if you've ever used one of these, but they come in handy for a lot of things like when you're rounding over, um, like peening over uh, pins and stuff mm. like that, and jewelers use them all the time. They've got an enormous selection of just about anything you can think of on their website as far as tooling and supplies for your next knife project. Go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. And make sure you tell Lawrence Lake that Brian, Brian, and Ben from the Work For It podcast sent you. Put the Y one first. Put the you, <laughs> you might as well just spell them both with an I. I mean, why not? Let's just freaking do it. And uh, so, and the other thing I wanted to mention that this is a totally professional <laughs> podcast, by the way, <laughs> uh, is that if you use WFI ten over at Baker Forge dot com on your uh, purchase for your steel you will get 10 percent off that purchase which you know if you buy a if you buy a billet for 100 bucks i mean you get it for 90 yes sir it's a pretty good deal i can do the math trust me there it is on this just ask me and i'll tell you it's exactly we're bringing the value also if you have noticed that this show is commercial free that is because of the beautiful people over at patron patreon I screw that up every time. It's okay. All right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm getting back in the saddle, Brian. What can I say? I'm just it's I'm right. working on this. 
Let me pull this up here. I'm going to look would say at patreon.com. Some would say you're uh, working for it. I'm working for it today. It's making me work for it. And we have 138 patrons. Is that true? 138? Wow, guys. You guys are going uh, above and beyond. Get the hell out of here. Is that accurate? Holy cow. It's freaking accurate. Okay, 138. Last time I checked, it was like 117. Uh, all I'm, I don't know. All I'm saying I, is I took over the podcast for a couple weeks, and all of a sudden we're, we're jumping up. Eh, Brian, I'm, I'm relinquishing the. I'm relinquishing this to you. This right. is your show now. All I right. think it had something to do with what you do over there at the WFII or WFI two, yes, as sir. we like to call it sometimes. With Brian doing his interesting interviews, so make sure you listen to that. And if you join our patron, Patreon. For fuck's sake, patreon.com <laughs> forward slash work for it. Like, like, uh, what's his face says at the beginning. <laughs> I can't even, I cannot think. I, I, I'm Dennis having Terrell. a hard time. Dennis Terrell. I know Dennis Terrell, uh, says at the beginning of the show, you get 52 after shows. So you get to ask us a question and we answer it in the after show. And I promise I'm going to try to get back on my game here. I mean, two weeks out and I'm just like a mess. I'm a bubbling mess. And I, you know what? Here's the thing, Brian. Why don't we just freaking get this show on the road and let's do it, baby. Welcome to the Work For It Podcast. Yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo. I'm back. I'm at like 10% at least. And, uh, you know, we're, we're back at this. I don't know what the hell I had, uh, uh, Brian, but I had... It, it, it was definitely affecting my cognitive skills and all of this and mo- but not my body which was really weird like I I couldn't I couldn't speak like I sounded like this all the time when I was talking and you know I sound like I worked in a coal mine for 40 years and sounds to even me like more had, so than I do now sounds to but, me like you got the pickle fever over there all I'm saying is pickle showed up know. and you guys did some substances and all of a sudden you're not feeling the best <laughs> there's a little bit of voice issues you're you're talking like an old man like this like and this. you know you're you said your cognitive skills are out of there yeah. I don't know maybe maybe you're it was right. the pickle juice. it does sound like that it does sound saying. like I've been smoking too much of the of the devil's lettuce maybe maybe yeah and uh, and and well, it's funny because I actually had this before uh, I picked up Nick. Like I felt like shit like before I picked him up, and then like I said, it didn't affect my body, just affect my voice and kind of my head. Like I just you know head cold type situation. I hear and then you. a whole bunch of people around me pet tested positive for COVID, even though I tested negative and Dexter tested ne- ne- tested negative. So who knows? I don't know at this point. I don't even bother really with any of that. I just go, hey, I'm sick. Stay away from me, you know, kind of thing. See, what it is is you're just getting this all out of your system before Blade Show. So you're going to be perfectly healthy as a horse that's a, that's before a we go to point. Blade. I am now immune to all infection, COVID, <laughs> viruses, bacteria, so that I'll be solid 100% for Blade Show. Are you going to be at Blade Show this year? Oh, God, I'm so excited for Blade Show this year. It's going to be a riot. All right. Last like last that. year, I was a little bit nervous and I was kind of hesitant the entire way through. And, you know, it's just a little bit of anxiety. You're doing something you've never done before. Flew for the first time all alone. So there's a little bit of that nervous energy though, all mm. the way through. Now that I've experienced it, I'm ready to let loose, have some fun, meet some more people, get some collabs going. And, oh, my God, it's going to be so much fun. Shit's going to get crazy. Brian Cohn up in the hot tub drinking sarsaparilla going oh, out of his mind wearing a santa hat 
There it is. It's going to be crazy. Maybe I do need yeah, a I did notice man. that when you were at Blade, you were like very kind of tentative <laughs> a little bit. I And I'm with you because new experiences like that, especially being in a place with a bunch of people and I'm not a huge fan of crowds. Yeah. The thing about B- Blade, though, in Atlanta, I've never done, done the other shows, but uh, it, it doesn't feel like you're in a room with 10,000 people, even though you are. Right. It, it, it feels a little m- bit more familiar than that. And it's and, you know, you are going to be doing something the whole time. Like it is you're busy from sunup to sundown. You go to bed, you wake up, you do it all over again. And that's the beauty of Blade Show. And it just it doesn't feel stressful at all. Now, I'm glad that you're coming to this conclusion that you're just going to go and let loose and have fun. So I It's going like to be so much lot. fun. Dude, Ben has made it into the house. We've got both of you guys back. Can you believe Whoa. it? The boys are back in town. Oh, man, I should have that me? song queued up. Yeah, we can hear you. You're good. Bueno, what the fuck's going on, boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, here's, here's, a, here's another interesting fact is that I got really sick. See, Ben, it's like almost like a copycat thing. We I got shingles. A, ben got shingles. We have a echo. You know, There's some and, sort and, of uh, tether through the universe that ties... Me it's and all that ben fucking together. butt sex you keep giving me. That whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Come on now, yo! We're, I'm, I'm gonna stop the show to keep show, that up. Come on now! It's that long distance butt sex, man. It, it gets you every time. Yo, I do listen to a anyway. lot of Tool. That is true. Yeah. That's what in the hell said. is going on here, guys? Playing we need... with your Tool. We need to jump into all of the things that we've missed in both Ben's life and Brian's life. Brian, you're going to go for a while. Maybe you've you've already talked quite a bit so far, so let's give your voice a little bit of a rest. Ben, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Oh, jeezless. It's uh I'm busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Oh, jeez. like. And uh man, what's been new? Let's see. Couple about a week or so ago, had uh, let me Why wind does this up feel like I should be in a rocking chair right now, like on a porch, like whittling you a see, spoon. This morning, I woke up and found that I'd shot my pants, so I had to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I miss no. you guys. Oh, love it. No, things have been good, man. Still cooking on the um. Uh, studio six, five design firm job in Atlanta and, uh, you know, just making headway, uh, been doing a lot of 3d design work for that project Nice. and re-engineering value engineering what do you use a few things for that 3d, you know, stuff. it's such a simple, just dead, stupid, straightforward, you know, hang some cow's ass from a ceiling uh, design that I just used SketchUp because it was, you know, quick, dirty. And uh, frankly, you know, excuse me, SketchUp actually, I I personally, I think works pretty damn good for like very simple interior design stuff where you got to draw a room, you know, that kind of shit. I use it a lot for, um, for furniture plans and stuff like that. When I just need to, well, like for the big uh, 12 foot long uh, built in that I'm building for the basement, I use SketchUp for that instead of just, you know, pencil and paper 
mostly just to get my critical dimensions and all that stuff, you know. I never finish plans. I get about <laughs> 80% done with them, and I'm like, fuck it, got enough numbers, it's like let's a, go. like a proof of concept kind of thing. Yeah. I do the same thing a lot where I'll just go, Count yep, sheets that works. Plywood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, move on kind of thing. But, um, yeah, so we've been kind of value engineering that a bit. You know, I think uh, custom hardware sticker shock was was a bit real for them. Um, I owe a couple folks down in Utah a few phone calls because um, the hardware portion of the job uh, has been fully transferred over to the design firm, and I could not be more ecstatic. <laughs> yeah, they'd uh-huh. give them that job. Yeah, man, after like, what, a month and a half, um, the person that I've been working with, she's like, you know, I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier, but I actually used to sell hardware. I'm like, oh, well, geez. fuck <laughs> me. Why didn't you say that in the fucking beginning? Jesus. So I'm like, Jesus, man, I'm surrounded by idiots. So, yeah. Did you just take a bite of something, uh, Ben? (laughs) No, I just swallowed a drink. Okay. Um, All right. She um, has these connections. So she's taking on all the hardware. It's great. I love it. So basically now I'm uh, on the hook for the leather and other incidentals, you know, um, thread and all that shit, but yeah, it's been really good. It's been good. It's, um, I really have appreciated the pace because the project's probably not going to get installed till like August, September. So it's just been a nice little chip away at it here, there. And you know, when, when time allows kind of thing and, Nothing's been super critical, so it's been really good. I know it's going to get there, but for now, it's great. Um, I yeah, also, it, oh, go ahead. It sounds like you're you're really diving f- really deep into it, and it seems like you're you know you've got your feet under you and you're ready to go on it. Yeah, yeah, I more or less am. You know, um, there are lead times that I'm dealing with for leather and. Uh, my sewing machine still hasn't shown up, you know, those kinds of things. So the, um, you know, the supply chain stuff is real. There's no doubt about it. Right. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's, I'm pretty insulated from it just given the, uh, given the timeline. So in fact, you know, since it's pushed out so far, well, I guess not really pushed out. It was always kind of out that far. Um, I actually was contacted by another design firm up in Seattle this time. Um, and they're working for some mega rich horse jockey or something. I don't know what the hell he does, but a person that has a uh, second, third, fourth, 16th home up in Sun Valley here in Idaho. Um, which if you don't know, Sun Valley was the for- the first... Um, ski resort in the country all right first like uh like full-on ski resort straight out of the shining uh, yeah it's um it's interesting well a few a few cool tidbits they have an outdoor heated pool that all the heat and the water comes from local uh, like a big local hot spring source oh 
That's cool. So it's like natural, mineral, spring, all toasty warm. And you just, yeah, so you go out, you know. We used to go up before Christmas. They would have a deal, double occupancy for one night in their big grand hotel and a lift ticket. It was 125 bucks a person. Okay. The last time I looked at Sun at uh, lift tickets alone for Sun Valley, it was over two hundred dollars to ski there for the day. That sounds about what? right. Unreal. Damn. But uh, and- anyway, <laughs> um, rolling back around to the point, uh, the, these folks are looking for some furniture to be made. And, uh, it's, you're the man. It's, yeah, I'm the man. They're looking for, believe it or not, wood and leather. Ding, so, ding, ding. uh, fucking leather is like making right a comeback, man. I, I feel like it's on fire right now. That sounds like um, perfect right up your alley and something that you can do. Is it just like a couple pieces or are you like yeah. fleeting out their whole thing? No, it's a kitchen table, all walnut, all solid walnut. All right. So right there, you're looking at pretty high high dollar furniture. Well, walnut around here is upwards somewhere between 15 and $18 a board foot. <laughs> um, so... Believe it or not, more expensive than fucking plywood, which is which is uh, hard to do right now. But and then so they're looking for a kitchen table that's like five and a half feet by five feet square top, um, almost like a bistro cafe style table. But it's going to have a cool um, cylindrical base. And cool. so it almost looks like a. Almost looks like a piston. There's a big 10 inch round cylinder, and then coming out of that is a six inch round cylinder that, you know, goes right up the old, right up the middle, and yep. and uh, puts puts it between the legs of the table. Yeah, cool. and then uh, the other one is an ottoman, and beefy like two inch thick walnut, uh, kind of chunky. Do you remember some of that old school furniture that was like, it almost looked like it was made out of like two by sixes, just looked like, you know, a chair looked exactly like you would think a cartoon chair would look kind of <laughs> shit. Yes. Just like super chunk, you know, 70s, 80s style. It's kind of like that with the one exception being that they're, um, they're looking to have a really nice leather cushion, uh, upholstered to the top of it so they were like you know could you do all of it in house or would you have to sub it out i'm like woman please (laughs) subbing that (laughs) shit out bitch please (laughs) i am the fucking leather and the wood man i work the goddamn wood (laughs) ben you you seem like the wood man for sure for sure so that's what she said before we change over to all of the crazy things that are going over at Housemade Industries, I'm just going to run down yeah. the, the couple quick updates I have in my shop. Yeah, big one. Really man, big one. I've been one. watching some of your stuff. Good shit, man. My shop is 100% ready to make some fucking knives. Woo! I am yeah. so goddamn ready to throw those sparks. Yes. I love the, it. Uh, every, you just not everything. Start sweating in the attic, and then you'll be. Yeah, man. You'll be. Uh, 
So not everything is exactly where they're going to end up. I'm sure I'm going to shuffle things around. I'm sure I'm going to reorganize 50 different ways, but it oh, is operational. Yeah. So I am super like that. Did you ever watch people's content and they're like, fuck yeah, shop's done, bitch. Never going to fucking touch that again. And then like the next week they're moving shit all over the place. It's like the shop is <laughs> always in motion, you know? Yeah. Well, hopefully I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to figure it out and, you know, do everything ergonomically. And it seems like everything's generally in the areas that they're going to be. There might be yeah. like this shelf is going to be on this shelf and vice versa, whatever. But yeah. yeah, that's, that's a big load off of my shoulders. I'm super excited about it and I'm so, so excited to get back to work. And then the other big update is is finally, I made a couple knives for Jimmy Duresta, and he has them. I saw that, dude! Yeah, yeah. Yes. So Kyle and I shot a video on making them. So hopefully, I'm just finishing up some of the voiceovers. We're doing some re-editing. I'm hoping to get it out this, this upcoming Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern. It might end up being mm -hmm. next Saturday, depending on Kyle's schedule and when he can get them edited, but... Yeah, yeah, those those videos, I'm hoping to finally get back on YouTube and get the YouTube train going again because yeah, I've been on a stall. But, yeah, it feels really good that Jimmy finally has the knives. Um, it was yeah. kind of funny because I sent them out a couple months ago. I and figured, they... man, because I messaged him and I'm like, hey, that motherfucker sent me the same dick skin and knife you got, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he replies back just laughing his ass off. Yeah, well, the thing was, awesome. is I sent them out a couple months ago and USPS and I sent them out like just before Christmas, which was a yeah. dumb idea on my end. And yeah. they got they must have got set aside for a long, long time because I got them back a couple. Let's see, about a week ago, I got them back. Yeah. And apparently, I, apparently USPS has just been holding on to them in a side room under a million different things. And it finally because... showed up. It finally showed up at my old shop and it made it over to me and I got them repackaged and sent back out and it was there. So Oh, I see. So they, they didn't even make it out of your town. I, I have no idea. Um, I mm. probably should have looked it up just to see all of the different stops it made to come back. But the box <laughs> went to was West Durham, New York, and then East Durham, New York. And then it went Yonkers. what's what's crazy is like the box was <sighs> trashed. The box was just looked oh, like really? it had been run over three different ways. So, turns out my packaging's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty much all that's on my plate. I've got the shop finished. I'm going to probably light up the forge tonight and get that thing going. And uh, yeah, nice. Jimmy Duresta has this knife. So, that's that's kind of fun on my end. Brian, tell us all about the craziness that you've been going on with. Uh, <clears throat> well, I'm going to try to keep this as positive as possible. But... Um... You know, we just add we a bunch had, of plus signs at the end. It'll be all right. Yeah, there's gonna be some like <laughs> there's gonna be some some calm rage that is gonna okay. be thrown towards a major corporation. Oh, and, well, if you're gonna bring um, it, fucking bring it. Let's not. Be yeah, I'm, a, I'm just gonna. It. I'm just gonna. There's there's some <laughs> some things that were out of my control. Anyway, let's. I'll, let me back up here. So yeah, we shipped. Sorry. We we sold. Thing. You know, we sold out of the Apollo Forges on the round one, yeah. and that was 50 yeah. Forges. And I had Pickle down here. We built those crates. You saw that we used, like, heavy, hardcore two-by-threes, reinforced the interior, plated everything so, like, on the inside, nothing could move. 
and we had a hard time finding plywood because of the hurricane. So we used hardboard. Yeah, yeah. But we used yeah. the you know the thicker hardboard. Mm-hmm. We shipped twenty crates on time, and thirteen arrived. <gasps> no only. fucking way. No. So we lost seven. Some Major some. And no. here here's the kicker, is that the shipping company. Victoria's like, Secret the, fucked up your shipping again. We, we, <laughs> so we insured them for the full value. Not, you know, we've never yep. done this before. They resealed like three or four of the crates with nothing in them and then <gasps> no! delivered them. Why'd they no. fucking so, open them in the first place? Uh, let me tell you what happened. So okay. the, on the first day, the first pickup, it was a Friday night. We had scheduled the pickup, and it was like five o'clock. And I was the only one here in the shop, and I and I called Sarah and I said, "You know, FedEx has not come here yet to pick this up." So we get on the phone with mm. our reps because we have a couple of reps now. We have these people that yeah. are smoothing us, you know, You're trying to stroke us off and everything. Shit. Yeah, and they want our business bad, and then um, so they get on the phone to dispatch. Dispatch sends a, a driver out to pick all this stuff up. The time, by the time the guy got here, it was 6.30 on a Friday night, and he was, like, livid. He had to come out and do his job, which I found oh, hilarious. Man. You know, those fucking drivers make a shitload of money, I hope oh, you dude. know. This a guy took... Mine that in Seattle made fucking bank. Yeah, they do. They get paid really well. This guy took all 20 crates, and he stacked them 10 high right next to the back step of the truck. Oh, Jesus. And I said, I, and then as he's closing the door, I go, wait a minute, you're just going to leave him stack like that? He goes, yeah. And I go, well, you realize, like, the second you drive away, those are all going to slide and fall down into the back of the truck. And he looks at me, he shrugs his shoulders and drives away. No. And me. no joke, the dude did not get out of my parking lot. And I heard, crash, yeah. like in the back of his truck, dude. 20 90 pound crates oh. went flying back and Were just you like smashed the back door. on the phone? Oh, dude, we sent emails. So I said, get this truck back here. Like, those crates are destroyed. Like, yeah. this dude destroyed them. Nothing happened because it's Friday night at 6.30. Nobody's mm-hmm. working. Everybody's off now. Mm-hmm. And wow. then it started. We get the... Uh, delay, 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 you know, just, and, and what's hilarious is some of these were going in the state of Florida and never right. made it, never oh fucking God. made it, just disappeared. Like one, and, and it gets even fucking better. We reshipped a couple of them in the state of Florida that all they had to do was drive it two hours north into Tampa and they He's lost the second package after we reinforced i went to home depot and bought quarter inch thick solid plywood i'm like there's no fucking way that this is ever gonna fail like and by the way let me just explain to you they are not only just glued they are stapled and screwed so you guys building them you and pickle and you guys we use tight bond professional glue on all surfaces all we, I mean, dude, we reinforce these things times a million. So we sent out another 10, and I think of those, the next round, there's already three missing. 
Oh my god. Holy yeah. fuck. And now, by the way, these are all insured, but yeah. it's up to their discretion as of to course. what money we oh, get yeah, back. Of course. So you know, so dude, like I have lost thousands on this project. Like it's I can't it imagine, made it turned dude, my stomach. It's almost comical at anyway. this point. Your margin was like super thin anyway. My margins were super tight. Yeah, it was yeah. it's a shit. So I know oh, you're shit. not trying to flame the company, but we need to know so that we don't ship our expensive shit through them because I've got it's a couple FedEx. knives coming up. FedEx. Yeah, don't no, it's don't FedEx. ship through it's, Victoria's Secret, and, man. And, They're and fucking I'll tell evil. you, man, it, it, I, I have, I have, you know, we have, we have a personal, we have two personal reps, you know, upper level salespeople that are, Not that are really long. trying to figure this out. And, and so, you know, it's unfortunate and, and I take some responsibility cause I, now I think like, okay, the hardboard was a bad choice. We know this well, now, but, but now this I mean, second round with the ply, there's no excuse. And like, uh, we sent one to Steve Pellegrino in Philadelphia and he got his and it was the plywood box but it was like really damaged like super See, that's damaged a, dude i don't know if i'd i'd take too much blame or or put too much on you and 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 your team i mean you, you, when you got fucking daryl and his other daryl brother fucking daryl driving the goddamn truck and they don't get out of your parking lot and you hear the crash bang boom that's just fucking that's beyond recklessness, right? Here's my That's, take. That is on it. reckless, yeah. It's a systemic problem of incompetence from the top down. If they can't yeah. move these crates without destroying them, and and granted, this isn't my first negative experience <laughs> with FedEx. And you know, I I was really hesitant about working with them. And this rep just kept coming by the shop. She kept knocking on her door, like, hey, you know, we'd love to have this business. And I showed her the crates. I showed her. I said, look, we're reinforcing all this. You know, we want to make sure they get there. And what they did was they modified our pricing to give us like similar pricing as like somebody like Apple or like Google. Sure. Right. So they gave us like decent pricing. And I was like, yeah, we'll try it. It, But here's the here's the kicker. Throw it down three stairway price. Yeah. But (laughs) it really wasn't that much cheaper. It was like maybe 10 bucks a crate. So it was like, well, we'll try it. (laughs) <laughs> and then, you know, they screwed us over. So anyway, uh, it's a thing. Here's what we're going to do. Moving forward with the with the Apollo Forge project, we're not doing the crates. We have, I have like $2,000 worth of lumber in my shop that I can't do anything with, but we're not doing Econ's the crates anymore. drive them all to everyone's house. <laughs> it would have been cheaper and faster <laughs> if I would have just drove them all over the U.S., no doubt. And, um, a fucking tour no, here's, here's how tour. it's going to go. It it FedEx has a policy where they will not allow us to have any strapping or taping on the outside of our what? boxes. Get this. Look, it's it's mandatory. You do taping? not do it. They will not insure your package if it's got what strapping or taping. What do you put the fucking packages together with? Magic? They have uh, fucking me, th- tape. Trust me. <laughs> this is this is like snafu number two for them because what's wow. funny is when they destroy the crates, guess what they do? They strap Keep and some tape fucking them. tape and strap yeah. on it. Yeah, like some no joke. Like some dude like got like eight doors and like four sides that were the same. What they were doing back at the at the terminal when the, this dude crashed our initial they're making crates. fucking knives. Now. <laughs> yeah, no, they took all the parts and they put them on a table and they were trying to figure out what goes where and they piled it all into one fucking box. No joke. This is I cannot make this shit up. 
One dude opened his crate and he goes, I have eight doors and three of the same side. I have, and he's like, how does this even occur? How did this happen? He's like, somebody must have dropped the crates on the first round, which we already know who that was. That was the truck driver. He got it back to the terminal and went, oh shit. You know, because yeah. that shipment, that shipment alone cost me two thousand dollars to send wow. that stuff. Ugh. So yeah, this doesn't anyway. take fucking Perry Mason to figure out Bro. what the fuck happened here. You know? Oh, we now I mean, know. Like, jeez, like, yeah. And so anyway, so we we've here's what we're gonna do. We are never shipping with FedEx again, nope. and we got with. The postal service. We we should have just went with our own stand, our old standby, and yeah. UPS. And UPS said, strap and tape them all you want. We don't give a shit about that. You can do whatever you want. Strap them and out. It, all we care. Granted, it's like yeah. 10 or 15 bucks more per crate. But who gives a shit? And it, in fact, we're not using the wooden crates anymore because we can strap and tape. We're just wrapping it in yeah. cardboard. It's it, it's all it needs. It's steel. It's not going so, anywhere. Yeah. Here's my question. So are you saying UPS or USPS? Both. USPS oh. and UPS will will so when you buy a Apollo Forge, you'll get both. You'll get a delivery from UPS, which will be the heavier stuff, and then you'll get all the smaller items, like the hardware, yeah. the refractory, the 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 burner, everything else goes into a flat rate box because it can fit. So yeah. and it by the time you're out the door, yeah, it's like fifteen dollars more on average per crate or per yeah. shipment for us. Worth so I'm it. like, it's totally worth it. I mean. Our customers have been super cool, and I know a lot of you listen to this podcast, so I don't want you to be concerned. I have another hundred on order <laughs> with with my steel people. I've already invested all this money in getting another hundred cut, so that way we have all the leftover parts, so that we can make these forges whole. You know, for people that purchased in the first round. And by the way, we prep our prepped our customers for this. And I've said this in numerous pieces of social media content that, you know, this is the first time doing this. You don't have any idea how many grinders I lost in the first, you know, year of doing the grinder business. This is why when people tell me, I'm going to go into the grinder business, I'm going to go into the forge business, I'm going to make a better forge. Feel fucking free. Enjoy yourself because it's it's a fucking nightmare. I'm going to the goddamn shipping business while (laughs) you're at it. I could have picked a much easier way to make money than this, I'll tell you, but. You'd be oh doing God. lap dances down on the fucking corner for easier Dude, money than this shit. <laughs> it, it is a true testament to how much I love this work, though. Because there you go. Amen, nobody man. would put up with this shit. It, it is no. It is like I have picked the hardest thing in the world to achieve, which is moving oh, yeah. very heavy things all around the world. It's just very, yeah. very Brian hard. Brian House says, hey, let me see how I can literally stuff 100 pounds of steel shit <laughs> Into a fifty fucking pound MDF box, and then yep. let sixteen guys throw it down a set of stairs. And uh, Here, <laughs> here's what's really odd. Run. Here's what's really <laughs> odd about this is that some of the packages like go all yeah. the way to Seattle, and they look right. pristine. Yeah. Like How there's do these nothing wrong with do it, right? Like, and then are there three good drivers in the whole fucking system, and they can, only no, go coast to coast? I can I tell you because no, I I have, I, I have I can tell you because I used to unload truck at Target. All of the ones on top are the ones that fall and get broken. All of the ones at yes. the bottom are the ones that stay whole because they don't fall. Uh, and here, hey man, here's another like theory. <laughs> My other theory is is the stuff that goes all the way to the West Coast probably gets put on a plane. 
Yeah, and it even though they're saying it's ground, right? Yeah, the trucks. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah, get yeah. put on these trucks. Hey man, maybe you ought to try the uh, the thing I brought up last time and and just put like, uh, fucking cans of paint, right? You know, uh, liquid paint inside. Trust you know, like I thought about. It. I thought about everything, and it just it, it all boils down to cardboard strap and tape and it's the like how we ship the grinders it's cardboard <laughs> straps and tape i mean I normally urine specimens i know ben ben does a lot of interruptions Snake venom. ben does a lot of interruptions and like that one was peak ben interruption urine put a big thing big thing on the side urine spe, you know specimens <laughs> urine, urine samples, samples. If stool you guys samples. don't hear it the first stool time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bet your ass I'm going to say it six more, so be prepared. <laughs> so, all right, so that's the that's the shit, uh, the, the shit part of the week, or the glass Literally. couple. Oh, shit. man, I'm sorry but about that, dude. It's that's okay, it's okay, part of this job. Dead fucking bears, you know? Hey, it's part know, of this job, and we have it figured out now. At some level of it, it's, but it just it's all good. sucks. It's, I hear you, it does suck, but here's the good news. A couple of the good things. <laughs> Pickle came down and hung out, and it was awesome. We had a great time. He was on the podcast three weeks ago. And then Sorry. right after he left, we had like a week, and then Ronders came down. Ronders, and man. Spent, Ronders cool. spent a week with me in the workshop, and we built a revolution together. He helped me build some crates. Uh, awesome. Being, basically, the dude came, flew down here, came, stayed with us for a week, and worked his ass off for nothing. And Seems wanted like the experience of, of just guy, being yeah. in a production level shop and uh, got it. And we had a blast with him, man. Like yeah. Ronders is like, he is like my people. He is such a good guy. I don't know if you're following yeah. Ronders, but you should. Ronders.com, all spelled out on Instagram. Go find him. He hung out in the shop and we just had a great time working. And got If a lot I'm done, not mistaken, so. I heard him on a podcast and for the life of me it was kind of an obscure one i think because the, the like the name's not jumping right out to me but i think he and i share some ailments uh in the yes. uh gastrointestinal yes. variety you definitely do some, yes he has uh he has crohn's, crohn's. Well. that's right that's yeah. exactly right well, and so we kept him well fed and de-stressed he was good. he had a great time while he was here we worked like 10 hour days the whole week he was awesome. here and he built a revolution too while he was here, so that was fun. And uh, but awesome. that was a really cool thing. And the guys from Haas came out and wired up my. This is another hilarious what? thing. So on, so I get a call from Haas, which is the, you get the people VI that sold me the mill. Treatment. Yeah, and I walk out of my. They say like, "Hey, we're gonna come out on Wednesday." And we're going to set up your mini mill, right? And I was like, cool. All right, great. And I'm expecting them to come and whatever Is this part of buying one? Is this a standard? This is part of buying a new one. Yeah, they send a, awesome. they send somebody from the factory to come out and level it and turn it on, make sure everything works. Now, when you buy this thing, you have to sign this document that says basically you won't touch it while it's in your shop until oh, this man. guy gets here, right? So until like, Aaron you, you basically jumps out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be on the phone to Aaron actually very soon. And um and well basically here's what you can do. You can open the door. They request that you clean out the semolene, I think it's called. It's this green goop okay. that they put on everything. So you clean that and all off. All the drool marks. 
Right. And uh, and the fingerprints and the ball prints from everybody else that had been working on it for the entire week while it was being built out in California. And then uh, and then you're supposed to run the electrical to it, but not hook it up. And you're supposed to run the airline to it, but not hook it up. Right. So I do all these things. I follow all the rules. I sign the document. I send it back to Haas. They then, you know, schedule this technician to come out and and hook it all up. I, I'm told Pickle it's Wednesday. A muffler full of weed and, and oh, fired dude. the fucking thing up, huh? Yeah. So we we're we're sitting. I'm sitting in my shop on a Tuesday. I walk out my door. There's a Haas van sitting in front of my my shop, and I'm like, "Hey, you guys are a day early." And this guy gets out of the truck and he's like, "Yep, we're a day early." He goes, "You did all the paperwork. You did everything we asked you to do." He goes, "Now, I need you to get in there and hook that wire up." And I need you to get in there and hook that air up. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why don't we fucking do that ahead of time? I said, you made me sign this document that says I won't touch this thing, essentially, until you guys show up. He goes, yep, I'm here now. It's not plugged in, so I need you to plug it in. Or call an electrician and have them do it. And I'm like, it's fucking what, single come phase back tomorrow, 220. Charlie, or what? Yeah, like, like, dude, it's easy. It's three wires. Like, no big deal. I'll hook it up. So this guy clearly is milking the system. Like he wants to get paid out oh, for being here for two days. Peace and work. he's hanging out. He's telling me all these stories. And I'm like, look, man, we need since to get you're to work here, here. Yeah. I'm like, since you're here, you know this machine. How about we turn this motherfucker on and we play <laughs> with it a little bit? And he's you like, got fuck some yeah. Goddamn parts, baby. Yeah, dude. And this guy said, I got like a whole extra day with this dude. Oh, and nice. he showed me uh, all how to probe the tools and how to like probe your workpiece and all this shit. And um, and there's a bunch of double entendres in there. You can probe away all you want. And, yeah, uh, yeah, but, check her fucking but dude, it was really great. Too, huh? And then the next day he came out and he set up my fourth axis rotary, which was really super cool. So we've got all that done. And dude, it's awesome. I've uh, I actually did one drilling operation. So I've had the machine for exactly one week turned on. And I have managed to probe my tools, probe my work pieces, figure all that out, and program the machine, and then actually drill a couple of holes, which was pretty drill cool. Drill a hole so, in a piece of pine or something? Or? A, nah, just a piece of <laughs> aluminum, you know. Yeah, just like just yeah. trying shit out, you know. <laughs> Threw a piece of wood on there and started going to town. I threw one of my crates in there, and I drilled a bunch of fucking holes in it because <laughs> yeah. they're worthless now. We're working on version 26 of the forge currently. <laughs> and it's never gonna be fucking released again you know, uh, this is it the, the hundred people that got forges oh and by the way we released another hundred or we released another 50 drop of the forges Talk and about just to salt keep it the wound in the middle of the well and crazy, then they so. sold out in a week less than a week right? they sold like, out i sold all 50 there. and now i'm like i gotta ship another 50 of these damn things i'm like what the hell Telling so you, man, now, that's where car, you got to invest in a car and a driver. Fuck, all the money you're going to spend on all this shipping bullshit, you could buy a goddamn airplane, for fuck's sake. I could buy a truck and literally drive way. it around. Yes, I could drive it around and set them up for everyone, and it would have gotten there faster right. and cheaper. You could be I'm the guessing. Haas man. You know, you follow the, ha- the house Willy man him. follows the Haas man around, you know? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but I, dude, let me tell you something. I'm super excited about having this technology in my shop. It is so neat to have it. And dude, I've been moving things you. around and ah, man, it's like it's like you tell this machine like, "Hey, move to this point in space and then turn the drill on and 
drill this hole and it does it right it does it man it's precise and beautiful and now now i'm spending all this money on tooling so it's oh fuck yeah partner up with a fucking tooling manufacturer I'm trying to get Haas to partner with me, but I, I don't have yeah. any Haas content yet, so I need to like create a bunch. Right. But but man, you're so right. Like when I brought CNC technology into my tiny ass little shop, right? It like it it kind of trips you out at first because like I always say like I immediately got like uh decimal disease you know and it was like previous to that um you know a 16th of an inch fine as fucking frog hair man you know we're not building uh, a fucking rocket ship here everything i do is woodwork why would i need to go greater than a 30 second well you get a cnc and there's six decimal places after the whole number and you're like well why the fuck not you know and so you just you start do it like, like you just go deep then and it's oh yeah yeah it, and, it and a, of course i had to go out and buy the <laughs> mitu toyu you know digital Ooh. calipers and oh, yeah, all man. the expensive you know measuring tools that i didn't have yep. before and like a little granite plate so my chronometer sure your chronometer his chronometer all those other it. things one of the things that i'm super excited about brian is to see what this my carbon fiber does inside of one of those milling machines i have, i have a Ooh. feeling that maybe it won't do super well but i don't know it might be cool well if it's anything like g10 it'll probably mill pretty well it's just that it'd yeah. be hard on tools you know which is yeah. fine i mean you know it's part of the deal but what i find to... interesting about that is when people talk about milling g10 because it's a fiberglass product they they all report back that hey it mills fine but it just yeah. dulls your tools and then they'll but you could throw a piece of like the same tool and throw a piece of like 4140 in there and like steel and it won't yep. dull the tool. It's yeah, really maybe, interesting. Maybe that piece that I sent you with the teal inside of it that has a little bit of a warp in it because oh, we, yeah. we pulled it up just a little bit too quick out of the mold. Um, maybe that be, might be one to test it out on since you I sure don't think you're going to be able to do anything else with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was half, actually halfway thinking, like, what would happen if I warmed it up? Do you think I'd be able to flatten it? <sighs> that might be a conversation with the with the uh, carbon fiber boys that and, I know. and I'm not talking about like 400 Fahrenheit. I'm talking like 200 or something. Just, I don't know, you know, see where, what, what is toasty. the melting point of this resin or, you know, where you start you to lose to light the integrity your pencil tip on fire. And I, I have a feeling that, that I have a feeling that you're going to burn it before you like loosen it up and remold it. I understand. Yeah. Okay. It's but. such a shame. Cause it's such a beautiful piece. And I'm like, man, it's cupped. It's, it's like a yeah. just not that big. You couldn't like put it on a surfacing plate or something like that. It's cupped pretty hardly, like harsh. Yeah. It's yeah. it's uh, it's a and it's really it's like twelve by twelve kind of or ten by ten. Maybe. Well, that shit so uh, that huge. shit should mill fine with carbide uh, router bit, right? That's what I think too. I think just build yourself a little go. flattening jig now, for that. You know, I feel like, like the slab flatteners. I feel like I need to do a little bit of PR here because, like, I don't send out cupped carbon fiber. It's that's not something that happens. Yeah, it was do. just an I experiment. No, I know. Yes, of course. And we pulled it up yeah. a little bit quick. You know, don't get that in your in your jaw a little bit. You know. Yeah. 
I'm, I, I'm just about as uh, upset with you and your carbon fiber company as I am with FedEx right now, Brian. This yeah. is bullshit. <laughs> My everybody. free piece of carbon has a little warp in it. It's warped. Turn this Wah. motherfucker down. I, uh, I, I would probably take a little wager that it's not as um, it's not as hard on tooling as a G10 or a Micarta. Okay. Okay. And and I only say that because I think it's the um, it's the, the glass content, fucks. yeah, you know, yeah. That, that that isn't. But doesn't maybe carbon there fiber so have glass in it? I mean, um, what's carbon it's fiber. It's carbon really? fiber and epoxy, as far as I. It's can tell. it's carbon fibers and epoxy. There's no fiberglass in it, so yeah. I, it's fiberglass like because it's like those those fibers, but it's yeah. made of carbon, not glass. Well, the, the carbon is uh, in like crystal form. It looks to me, I, you know, I've only looked at it, obviously. But let's All be right. perfect. You, are you let's ready be for perfect, this? Let's be perfectly clear here. I'm pulling this out of my ass. I need to talk to my carbon fiber guys before we. Uh, well, don't pull know. it out of your ass. <laughs> are you ready for, for this? I, I googled I like what it. what is inside of pol- uh, carbon fiber. Are you ready? Go for it. Let's hear it. It's ninety percent of the carbon fibers produced are made from poly. A chronolatrial or pan, uh, which is uh, remaining 10% is made of rayon or petroleum pitch. So literally 90% is this fiber. And if I'm breaking the word down, polyacrylon nitrile. Acrylic? Yeah, like polyacrylic. Nitrile. You got your uh, disco rayon disco suit there from the the 60s. Let me Google the term polyacrylic nitrile. Let me. This is great podcasting. No, like, no, this it is, is good. Perfect. This is in, this is it's <laughs> a synthetic fiber polymer. And spandex. There's spandex in it. I'll bet. We're we're <laughs> we're breaking it down. <laughs> so this polyacrylon nitrile is a synthetic polymer with the linear yeah. formula. I'm not even going to try to read that, but that sounds it just does like look epoxy, like maybe right? it, it does like sound like epoxy, epoxy, but it's got these fibers in it that are binding it together. So you're probably right, Ben, that it'll probably mill just fine. Well, shit, put that thing in there. With let's let's yeah. see what happens. You know what you do? Right. You go down to your Harbor Freight, you get yourself the cheapest fucking carbide, something that fits in a router money can buy and you hack away at it. Yeah. I'm into it. Report it's back in the morning and uh, send a message through FedEx. We'll, we'll, we'll be sure to get it. <laughs> we'll It'll get there faster if I tie it to a carrier pigeon. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Boy. Homeboy that was there on a Friday night was in an awful fucking rush. Oh, my God. <laughs> that I Just the look on his face when he shrugged his show. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, all right. Yeah. Hey, hey, look. Let's all right. So let's go. Quick. Let's real quick. Okay. We want. I want to switch over to WFI projects. I mean, we're almost yeah. at the end of the hour here. So, um, if you guys want to switch over to WFI projects yep. real quick, and, and oh, I've, I've shout... got one pulled out already. Oh, go ahead, and then I'll shout mine out. Dude, I don't know what's going on with these with these scammers, but we've got the one bots. on the hashtag WFI projects. <laughs> I love this. It. This dude. His his name is call me guru call me to guru, guru official one what the hell it's one of those bullshit people that jump into your DMs on Instagram saying hey do you want to you want to buy hey, a knife dear. or do you want hey, your dear. Instagram to grow what this the fuck now they're posting our goddamn hashtag WFI projects 
Oh, come on. It's because the dude, no joke. This this WFI pod project's hashtag now almost has eleven thousand posts. I'm just saying it's getting like uh yeah, it's getting making waves is what's happening, yeah. Oh, these yeah. So, all right, I'm going to shout out Hayworth <laughs> underscore handmade in Spring, Texas. And he hey. is doing some really cool knife work and is handled and he's making like the little beads, too, that go on the end. And he's doing it all by hand. And, man, it looks really great. And awesome. if you're not following Hayworth underscore handmade, he has 918 followers and he could use some more. So get out there and. Give him a <laughs> what are you talking about? The Instagram guru needs some followers too. You know, he, the he needs to grow. The hey, he, he also hashtag guru. he invited his girlfriend, baby.love5812, <laughs> to be a collaborator on that. So hey baby. Baby loving. Hey, baby. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out our boy Austin at High Caliber Craftsman He's and High Caliber Craftsman Builds. I bought a leather work mallet from Austin and in the process of doing so, <laughs> I had completely forgotten that he made um, scribes that are like pencil shaped. Um, and I've been kind of looking for like the holy grail of scribe for leather work. They all have like a big nutsack on the end of it and you hold it, you know, it's just it's awkward. I wanted something that was like a stylus that had a sharp point on the end. Well, Austin's like, oh, uh, yeah, I make those. So picked <laughs> up one of those as well. And uh, solid brass with extra tips. And he uh, etched my logo in the head of the mallet. It's one of those poly mallets. Just kick-ass work. Stacked leather handle. I mean, the fucking thing is just gorgeous and a pleasure to use. Um, so, yeah, I want to shout him out. If you're not following Austin, supporting Austin, buying fucking tools from Austin, get out, get after it because... Uh, it's crushing the real game, that Austin. Man, and he makes a hell of a tool. And um, listening to him on Vincent Ferrara's uh, podcast recently, he is designing an exacto blade holder knife hobby knife kind of thing and just knowing what i know about austin and watching the shit that he comes up with it's it's gonna be top notch just brilliantly thought out so i can't wait to get my hands on one of those when they come out as well but check out austin derailing momentarily i did just get a notification i just sold another pound of the carbon fiber the one pound um mono directional black pearl guys jump on that stuff it's it's still around that it shit still up, needs... huh? yeah but anyway so i want to shout out a underscore blade works we all know oh. him he's a great guy he's working on some badass really really cool handle material it's got a lot of eyes. It says that it's Thuya wood, wood burl. I've never heard oh, of yeah. Thuya wood, but it looks right gorgeous. It, it is a gorgeous handle. And it's all blocky. It's It's got some G10 layers. It looks like there's like a red and black theme up at the bolster area. But I know when he finishes this thing, it's going to be gorgeous because, I mean, damn, go look at Aru underscore Bladeworks work. Oh, shit. That's Fuck. so good. But, yeah, good it stuff. It looks like yeah. a epoxy pour, doesn't it? Like... I'm trying to picture what that uh, piece of wood looked like when it was a tree. Cause those little freckles usually indicate like little branches or some shit that grew off the tree. Right. And I, 
I'm about to look that one up. That's awesome. I mean, the wood man over here better know better than I, I mean, would, you know. I Come work in the wood, but, you know, some woods I don't work well. <laughs> the other thing he says in this post is that the Thuyo Burl made his, made his shop smell really good. So, I mean, it's, I think sounds he's like making good stuff. this shit up. There's no Thuya. T-H-U-Y-A. How else would you yeah, pronounce that? I never heard of it either until this morning, which is strange, is because what? Brent... Yeah. Bought a, a brick or a log of it and earphone? brought it into the shop. Yeah, he had it. He brought it in. I'd never seen it before, and uh, it's beautiful stuff. He got it from Pops. Nice Pops Knife Supply. Oh. Yeah, I, I want to shout out Donnie underscore Dulovich of Homestead, Florida. He did a Nitro V cleaver, and he used Rob's Wildwood. If you're not familiar with Rob's Wildwood. Uh, on Instagram, <laughs> Rob Harrison. Yep, and he's wild, and he uh, he sells like all kinds of cool stabilized woods and stuff. So um, I spoke yeah. with him at length at Blade last year, which is like a really cool thing about going to Blade is that you get to talk to all these people that are your suppliers, yeah. you know, and hang out with them a little bit. So Donnie Dulovich. Hey, I found uh, a guy on YouTube over the past couple of evenings. Um, He's on Instagram as well, but it's uh, Victor George Leatherwork. And I have watched a ton of leatherwork tutorials, and then specifically knife sheath tutorials. Victor here has two the two best videos, instruction sets, whatever the hell you want to call it, that I've ever seen on making knife sheaths. So if you're looking to get into knife sheaths or improve your knife sheath game, I would highly recommend check this guy out. This guy has like a six-part series that's just um, leather shop tips, tricks, and hacks. This motherfucker pulls stuff out that I'm like, holy, just game, literally game-changing tips. But uh, the he's got, again, it's a two different videos on knife sheaths. Uh, one is sort of a uh, one is a magnetic clasp or not clasp magnetically held in place knife sheath. So he embeds three rare earth magnets in the leather. So when you slide the fucking knife in, it's there and it ain't coming out. No need for a clasp. No need for a wrap. None of that shit. And he just such a simple process that is. Seemingly completely foolproof with fruit, foolproof with any knife or blade, and um, yeah, I would highly recommend check this guy's shit out. He's got some great leatherwork stuff that's really simple to implement and follow. Victor All right. George. Well, before we switch gears to the dad joke at the top of the hour. I want to really promote the fact that we've been giving away on the of the people who are on our Patreon. Um, we pull out a person every month this year, and we're sending them a pound of Black Pearl. And, yeah, in this after show, we're going to do that again. It's the third month already, which is crazy. But, yeah, we're going to we're gonna pull a new person. We're going to talk about a, you know, subject that – I don't know. Brian, did you already pull one of those, one of those questions out? Uh, yeah, well, I haven't pulled up. I just haven't read them all yet. So let me okay. just – 
grab one here. Maybe this month we could send uh, another lucky winner, you know, some mismatched Apollo Forge parts that have come <laughs> from FedEx. See, what hey, I was thinking, Brian. not a bad idea. What I was thinking, right. Brian, is is you need to make another Facebook group where all of the people that got mismatched parts, they can kind of, you know, coordinate and send, okay, I need a this, I need a that. Yeah, yeah. I need a that, I need a Apollo this. Apollo Forge yeah. lost and found. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> Apollo it's, Forge it's lost so and crazy. found. <laughs> Forge lost and found. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, that's fucking. Oh, I, got right. of, I got a half a pound of refractory over here. Anybody missing that? <laughs> Apollo Forge lost and found. The worst. All right, you guys are ready for? Fucking laugh. What you gonna do? Let me let me pull up the uh, dad joke uh, of the of the week. Of the uh, so I had a, I had dreamed I was an invisible man, and I married an invisible woman. I'm not sure what we saw in each other. <laughs> Our kids were nothing to look at either. <laughs> Come on, you got another punchline. Come on. I was <laughs> I I don't know if you guys know this, but I was I was reading all about atheism. Oh yeah? And it turns out it's a non-profit organization. All right, while you're on the phone, Brian, why don't you go ahead and look up one of the questions because we've got to talk about something really cool in the after show. All right, all right. I started a nightclub for men with erectile dysfunction. Ooh. It was a total flop. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody came. (laughs) We need more pills. It was a total flop and nobody came. That's the. That's ah! <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, thanks to Steve Grillo for his ever loving quest to fill Love my it. DMs with top quality, top quality I, it is, dad jokes. It's hard to tell just one dad joke, you know? Well, with I, Steve, I, I get like a barrage of them, you know? So it's great. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris Larson over at the Midnight Maker. Uh, he has a question for the podcast, and this is a really great question. Um, as a fledgling YouTuber, is it acceptable to say your video is sponsored by a company, even oh. though it is not? Sponsored <gasps> this was by on a another podcast, and okay. I was hoping it might come to ours. This is oh, a it is. fucking right. curious oh, one. He says, I know it's a lie, but it's a victimless crime and may and then may help real sponsors feel more comfortable sponsoring future oh, videos. Yo, is it though? The, is it a victim? Oh, wait, crime? Don't, you, can, you don't we answer. Got, oh, and oh, I have where I'm a leaving it really great there. answer to this. Dun, dun, dun. Goodness I have God. an I have a, an answer to this question that will no doubt shock you. <laughs> Listen, we know you guys have been working for it all friggin' week. And I know that now that I'm back on the podcast, our analytics will be sky high. <laughs> no doubt. Tons of tons of downloads now that Brian's back. I'm kidding. I'm Except kidding. Except for the Whoa. FedEx positive meter. <laughs> uh, yeah, if anybody happens to be an upper-level executive at FedEx and you're listening Fuck to this, yourself. yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> we have a problem. 
Houston, we have a problem. Go eat a uh, fucking so. dick. But anyways, appreciate you guys. Know you're working hard for it. Make sure you go check out our sponsors, Baker Forge and Tool, on all social media platforms and MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Those guys are great, and they support us. And if you're a patron, yeah, yeah. we truly appreciate you uh, financing this show commercial-free. See you in the after show. Let's go. Bye.